Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is labor organizer Doug Bullock. And Doug is going to talk about the nurses at Albany Med. So at your at your virtual picnic on Labor Day, you honored the nurses. How many nurses did you honor on Labor Day? We honored uh, 12 nurses. Eight of them could show up, but four of them couldn't make it because of the scheduling at uh, Albany Med and uh, other problems. But uh, we got all the awards out, and uh, we gave out 12 plaques to uh, 12 rank-and-file nurses who brought a union to Albany Med. Oh, terrific. So... The reason why I want to do a show with you, Doug, is because COVID seems to be getting worse all over again, and the hospitals are filling up, and it's been like a year and a half that the nurses at the Albany Med and throughout the country are dealing with this. So tell us a little bit about the morale and how nurses are holding up at, at Albany Med um, with this spike in COVID? Uh, what I, I seen in terms of morale yesterday was that there's, the nurses are very strong, a much stronger uh, compost than I have. And they, they are really dealing with this COVID outbreak uh, seriously and uh, with real compassion that I don't think any other folks can bring to the to the table. The nurses are, uh, we're currently having an outbreak in the uh, Albany County and in the Capital District of COVID-19. And uh, some of the hospitals are over capacity, uh, Cynthia. I've heard a real uh, bad conditions inside St. Peter's. Uh, from various nurses, you know, that are not uh, organized or not unionized. And uh, I've I've heard uh, that the patients are, uh, uh, the COVID patients are outnumbering the uh, rest of the patients at at, uh, St. Peter's who, you know, are even, uh, many of them are forced to to leave that hospital. So, they're working at overcapacity. I, I I think uh you know, the nurses uh at Albany Med have really got the uh, situation much better under control than than uh other hospitals. And they're the biggest. Uh, Albany Med is the biggest in the capital district. But, you know, we have this uh duopoly <laughs> well, you know, we have a monopolistic health care system where it's St. Peter's, who are now going to unite with Ellis and uh, have a big chunk of, of the, the hospitals. I think they also, you know, they have Memorial, too. Memorial went into St. Peter's. And, uh, you know, we we got two monopolies uh, competing with each other for hospitalization. So that's what the nurses had to deal with when they uh, tried to negotiate a contract with Albany Med. They had to deal with the uh, situation of, of, of COVID 
which was uh, running rampant. And if you remember early uh, during this struggle, you know, it's, it's been a three-year struggle, but early on during the struggle, there was a problem with uh, masks, uh, N95 masks, which these nurses are supposed to have daily. And they were being forced to reuse and reuse and reuse because of uh, the, the supply by these uh, corporate managers of hospitals. So, you know, the nurses, uh, I think, have done a, a wonderful job in terms of uh, bearing this this whole uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic upsurge in the capital district and and uh continuing to um give folks a um you know health care that that's meaningful and uh you know it, it, it's really uh, important that uh the nurses have a voice at work through a union otherwise you know you know you're not even going to get the, you're going to get other problems besides N95 masks there's a myriad of problems uh, to deal with with this COVID-19 uh, outbreak, and it's it's serious, uh, Cynthia. Sorry to take so long here. That, that's fine. Um, you know they've got to be they've got to be totally exhausted, and they go to work day after day, and there doesn't seem to be light at the end of the tunnel. How's the, how, how do they do it? You know, you and I, when we were both working for the Labor Department, we worked in the same office. We would uh, speak to employers. We would push papers. We would be on the computer. But it's nothing like the life and death situation that these nurses face day after day after day. And it's been going on for a year and a half, and it doesn't seem to be letting up anytime soon. It, it just astounded, astounds me that they have the fortitude to keep on going. Yeah, I'm I'm amazed by them. I'm you know I they uh, they not only have the fortitude, they uh, they have the persistence and the dedication uh, to their profession that I haven't you know I've never experienced it. <laughs> that's for sure at the labor department, but. Um, Anyway, you know, uh, the, the nurses are, are really dedicated to medical care, and it, it should be obvious to everybody, uh, whether they're union or not. But, uh, you know, they're much better off with a voice at work with a union. So you were, you were happy with the contract because uh, the other day I spoke to, Dr. Peter Cookson and you and I and Peter did a show a while back and Peter doesn't seem to be too happy with the negotiated settlement. I mean, for what the nurses are going through, do you think it was fair, a fair contract? Yeah, you should, uh, people should read the solidarity notes. They have the uh, entire contract details there. Uh, when you read the details, I think you'll change your mind. Uh, there's only one setback that I see, and and what Albany Med insisted on, and, and they wouldn't give up on this one 
clause, and, and I'll tell you why on this one clause. To, and it's, you know, against uh, having agencies shop, a, a union uh, inside, uh, everybody join the union for the benefit, you know, because they get the benefit of the contract. But Albany Med insisted upon uh, having uh, having this system where it's a totally open shop and uh, people uh, don't have to join the union. And now they they can convince people not to join the union. And that's what they're doing. They're hiring more and more nurses and replacing uh, nurses on a turnaround. That's unbelievable. But, uh, you know, and trying to convince the uh, the new ones and, and even some of the old ones uh, that they don't need a union, that, uh, you know, that the dues is too high, that there's corruption in the unions, and they can use all kinds of excuses so that they can have another decertification vote, according to NLRB. We've got some real backward labor laws in this country. We've got one of the most regressive labor laws in the developed countries in the world, in, in the United States. Nobody allows scabs, replacement workers. No other country does in the developed world. But this system does. This system allows them, and that's the one thing Albany Med wanted to continue doing. They wanted to continue to be able to break the union by using this clause in the contract that allowed people to come in uh, without a contract and then turning over a lot of nurses and, and easily persuading the new ones that are coming in uh, not to join the union. That's so that they could get enough uh, power to dictate the terms and conditions of employment. So, you know, it's really uh, I'm, I'm urging everybody to read the details of, of this contract in the solidarity notes. Uh, the corporate media didn't have all the details. You've got to read the details. And, you know, that's what the, the victory celebration was about yesterday. It was about their first contract. That first contract is a victory, uh, and people shouldn't underestimate what kind of a victory it is, given the the ancient uh, and, and uh, backward uh, state of our labor law. So, I'll, you know, I'll quit there, Cynthia. <laughs> Now keep on talking if you have more to say. That's no problem. But I do have a question for you. The uh, labor negotiations that we're all aware of happened at Albany Med. Are the nurses in St. Peter's unionized? No, none of them. That's another uh, hospital that's claimed a lot of uh, graveyards for unions. And uh, they've beaten back a couple of... uh, Attempts. Albany Med has beaten back many more attempts. Uh, believe me. So, um, I had heard that St. Peter's is even going out as far as Bassett and Cooperstown. Did you hear that? They're going that far out. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're all over 
the capital district, and they might, you know, they might expand to the whole upstate New York. Who knows? They won't get to so, Syracuse. So yesterday, when you spoke to the nurses, I mean, did they did they look exhausted? Were they upbeat? What was your your feeling? No, they were very upbeat. They were. Uh, they were. They, yeah, they were all. Uh, in good spirits, they uh, appreciated the uh, award, and, you know, they told us so. But, uh, you know, we honored the nurses yesterday, and that's what uh, everybody should be doing, honoring these these uh, nurses that are out there on the front line saving lives, especially uh, when we're peaking now, and, uh, you know, people won't listen to the protocols in terms of getting themselves vaccinated or wearing a mask. So it's a real struggle out here. So is are there a lot of beds that uh opening med as well as Saint Peter's that are being filled by COVID patients? I uh I only heard about uh Saint Peter's. I hadn't heard uh that they were all you know, inundated with uh COVID patients. I haven't heard anything about Albany Med uh, being Uh totally out of control. But it doesn't look like anybody sees light at the end of the tunnel, and there's got to be, unfortunately, a breaking point with these people that work day after day trying to save lives. It just seems so incomprehensible to me. What do you think? Yeah, I I think it's incomprehensible. We had one nurse on yesterday who spoke. Uh, She had uh, over 21 years of service, which is really (laughs) amazing at at Albany Med. And, uh, you know, she's just as upbeat as ever and as positive as you're supposed to be in terms of a medical professional. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm just amazed that uh, and there's been a lot of problems that, that she's stated that are in Albany Med, but she would not go into any detail. And I respect that. Uh, you know, I, I respect that because she is, 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 is doing everything she possibly can to be upbeat during this time. But. You know, the thing of it is, a year and a half ago, this thing hit us right in the face. Nobody was expecting the pandemic. And it, it, it just, I just wonder how people can go in day after day, day after day and see so many sick people, see people who are, are you know, might not make it and, uh is is all the medical staff at Albany Med, is there a mandate for them to be vaccinated? Yes, there is a mandate. And, is and that, I believe is the that, union has accepted that. And what about the other hospitals? I don't think, I've only heard about Albany Med. I haven't heard about any of the other hospitals making it a mandate. <clears throat> Wow. Wow. Uh, there's a crucial lack 
of people uh, being vaccinated. Uh, we're pretty high in the capital district. We're about 68% with two shots, uh, with you know, completed vaccinations. Anyways, there was uh-huh. only one shot. But uh, you still got that uh, 32% out there that refuse to be vaccinated. That's the problem. That's the major problem we're having with this COVID-19 upsurge. People refuse to get vaccinated, and you're just contaminating other people. You're even contaminating the people that are vaccinated So you, because of the variant, and uh, the variants go around these vaccinations. So, you know, it's really a, a bad situation when there is enough for everybody to be vaccinated when people won't do it. Mm-hmm. And I believe you can thank uh, Trump and the Republicans for that attitude. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people on the left that refuse to get vaccinated. Would you agree? Uh, there's a few. I'm pretty sure most of them are, are vaccinated. I I think it's more of a right-wing uh, uh, phenomenon, Cindy, so I have to disagree with you. I, I really believe that, uh, you know, where, when you got the, the governor of Florida uh, telling school districts that if you mandate masks in school, we're going to take away your funding, that's a real, real problem because what he's saying to people is, I'm fighting for freedom. <laughs> and people are believing that. People are believing that ideological line of thinking. So I'm I'm blaming the Republicans for this uh, outbreak. Wow. You mean for the Delta variant? Yeah, for all the variants. Because, you know, the more that people didn't get vaccinated, the, less, the more the spread happens. And, and if you look at the uh, statistics, most of the... Uh, COVID cases are in states with low vaccination rates. It's simple. Well, even if you're even if you're in a, a state with a high vaccination rate, you know one case that could spread infection to other people. That's one case too many. Would you agree? I don't like any cases. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, this pandemic is is only going to uh, go away when people, when we get most of the people vaccinated. So when you were talking to the nurses on Labor Day, um, did, did any of them talk about, an end to this crisis? Because the way it seems now, it's going to go on for quite a while. Uh, We didn't talk about the crisis, the pandemic, uh, yesterday. We talked about Albany Med and the the three-year struggle that these nurses have had to get a contract and get a union. That's, you know, we we weren't uh, talking about the pandemic yesterday. We were honoring the nurses. I see. So, how many how many more years is there? Um, is that contract good for? 
Well, uh, you know, the details are in the uh, solidarity notes, but I believe it's a three-year contract. So it should be up pretty soon then, right? Probably in a couple of years. Okay. So for people who are listening to this who don't get Because they didn't get retroactivity all the way back three years. Okay. So for people who are listening to this show who do not get solidarity notes in their mailbox, how can they get a copy so that they they could read what what nurses what the contract was for the nurses. Well, just email me, uh, and we'll set you up with the uh, the nurses. Uh, well, you know, we got it online. We got the solidarity notes online, and you can read it. Thanks. So email me at dbull4. That's d b u l l and the number four at Verizon dot net. And I'll email you the solidarity notes. Okay, that that's terrific. So um, when you and if you want to them, it sent to your house, you'll have to include your address. Right, right. So when you spoke to the nurses yesterday, did you you just spoke about? Um, the labor issue, right? You didn't speak about how many people are coming in with COVID, how few beds they have, right? Right. Uh, what, what we spoke about, too, was, was legislation. Uh, and, and we did have Paul Tonko there yesterday. And he spoke uh-huh. about uh, labor's number one issue, and that's the uh, PRO Act. And the PRO Act... Uh, which is going through the federal government right now would uh, would prohibit things like hiring scabs and replacement workers and would force the con- a first contract negotiation or or mandate uh, mediation uh, with employers and it has a lot of really good uh, labor law reform that this country vitally needs. So you know the the nurses realize it and they support the uh, the pro act to protect the right to organize. That's what pro means, and uh, you know it would would have been a, a, a tremendous relief not to have to uh, you know the nurses to go out on strike. I mean they were forced to go out, and and the reason they were forced to go out is because the hospital forced them. In terms of trying to negotiate a contract, the hospital just wasn't going to do it. So it had had some kind of upset of, of hospital administration. But the upset wound up being that the hospital hired these scabs for three days. And they hired them a long, long before the strike. So they knew the strike was coming. And... Uh, long before it even happened, before even anybody thought about it. So, you know, they they forced the strike, and then they had to pay their scabs for three days of work instead of the one day that the strike was called for. And that, that three days cost the hospital millions and millions of dollars along with their, uh, along with their corporate 
union-busting law firm, Bond, Schenick, and King. So, you know, it was a really, uh, it was really a, a sad situation to have uh, that play out. But, you know, if we would have had the PRO Act, those nurses wouldn't, you know, that strike would have been out there, wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. And, uh, you know, it, it's important that uh, we get this kind of legislation. Really glad Paul talked about the specifics in the legislation, and he talked about, of course, the Reconciliation Act that he does support, and I think that's really important, too. It, it's a jo- jobs bill. It's really important for labor. You know what really sounds me is we're in a pandemic. It's all over the world. People are dying. There's variants. People are getting very sick, but yet the administration in the hospital, and I'm sure that Albany Med was not alone in their callousness toward nurses. How could they be so callous when people are dying? Oh, I agree, Cindy. It's really terrible. Uh, I, I think, you know, uh, <laughs> Hospital business has been booming during the pandemic, and, you know, that's a question they have to answer. Wow. Wow. So you're going to keep up with what's going on at the at Albany Med. Do you, do you envision any kind of a, a, a protest amongst the or nurses at St. Peter's? I expect that uh, St. Peter's nurses will want to get into a union now, and they realize what the importance of a contract is. A lot of people don't understand what the importance of a contract, a union contract, uh, in terms of have, not just having a voice at work, which, which they would have at labor management meetings, but in terms of protection protection against uh, the rash of hirings and firings that the uh, these nurses uh, have no control over. We, you know, when you get a union, you got some control over that kind of thing. But not uh, not uh, not with a non-union hospital. They I'm really hoping that St. Peter's nurses and the rest of the hospitals around here uh catch on that that no and uh, understand they need a contract with their employer. We're almost out of time, so can you give me a yes or no answer? Do you think what the what happened at Albany Med with, with the contract that the nurses got, do you think that that has been resonating or will resonate throughout the country? Yes, for sure. Throughout the capital okay. district, positively. Good. So you've been listening to Doug Bullock. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Doug, keep us posted on the nurses. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Okay, thank you.